Hey, and welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. This is Dr. Liz, and this is the podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. Today's interview is about hypnosis for fertility. Sometimes this is called infertility, but we can shift into, actually, it's hypnosis for fertility. And I struggled after the birth of my first daughter to get pregnant with my second, had multiple miscarriages, and then finally was able to hold her and birth her. So this interview really affected me deeply and affected me on another level too. So I'm going to tell you a story about it. There was this one day when we were driving along in the car and I know my littlest was about six or seven. So that means her sister was about 11 or 12 or so. And they were crying about something their dad did. Okay. I'm sure he didn't do anything major, but you know, kids do that sometimes. They cry about one parent to the other. And almost in like an act of desperation, I said, well, you know, you chose us, right? This was not the best parenting moment to like put the responsibility back on your kids. <laughs> it was an awful parenting moment, right? But again, it was like they were crying and crying. And it's like, oh my gosh, what do I say here, right? And I know parents definitely have those moments. So they said emphatically, we chose you. You chose dad. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was one of those moments which just sort of makes the hair on your arm stand up. I was like, okay, okay. And and I think that statement just sort of calmed the whole car down. They were probably just as surprised to make it as I was to hear it. So this becomes relevant as you will hear near the end of the interview when Lindsay talks about her third book, which sounds fascinating. It is not out yet, but she is working on it. She also is the author of two other books. One is called It's Conceivable, Hypnosis for Fertility. The second one is called The Three Keys to Conception. So she's the author of both of those books. She's a psychotherapist in Colorado. She's also an NGH board certified hypnotherapist and certified instructor. NGH is the National Guild of Hypnotists. She's been interviewed on Lifetime and ABC and CBS. I mean, she is a major player here. So in addition to doing all kinds of training for hypnotherapists interested in offering this as a service to women, she also runs a private practice and works with clients all over the world for hypnosis for fertility. So she's a pretty amazing individual. Let's jump in. So hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me here today. Well, I'm happy to have you. We're going to jump right in with a question that I ask almost all my guests who are professional hypnotherapists and certified licensed hypnotherapists. And that is, what was your first experience with hypnosis? Okay, well... I'm not really sure. I seem to have been aware of hypnosis um, forever, especially in the form of the mind-body connection. Um, definitely about creativity and imagination. So I guess what probably got me into it was a small group that I joined when I was in my early 20s, back when uh, I still lived in Canada. And it was a spiritual class. And, you know, we learned quite a bit about energy and auras and that kind of thing. But then also meditation, and we learned how to meditate 
and we learned guided meditation or guided imagery visualization methods, which of course is all part of hypnosis, I soon discovered. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I loved it. It was life-changing for me. So even as a little kid, I would daydream and I would transport myself to other lands in my mind. So very imaginative as a kid, which has a lot to do with hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And I love to read. So I love to read. And I'd always find myself so deep into the stories that I felt like I was experiencing them firsthand, which was, was not so good when I was, you know, stuck in this horrible blizzard and no one could find me and that kind of <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're talking to another, um, another reader, right, which I would definitely get caught up in my stories, too. I still do. There's still some books I can't even talk about with my daughter, because just to think about them, like, makes me cry. The story is sad or, you know, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. I remember they read that to us in, like, first grade, and, and that was just amazing, too. I, I was through that uh-huh. door. I was definitely. in there. I had a great yes. time. So how long ago was that group that you joined? So that would have been around 1991 or so. Basically, as a kid, I had a pretty tumultuous life. So I would actually retreat into my mind for solace purposes. And I was a big fan Mm -hmm. of the show Bewitched. So I don't know if you saw that. Do you remember Samantha? (laughs) Samantha and her mother? Yes, I totally (laughs) remember Bewitched. Yes, for your... For listeners who aren't familiar with that show, that's like the mother was a witch and she could like move her nose and you'd hear this like tinkling sound come on and she could do all yeah, kinds so of magic. magic. Um, but, you know, the, her, Samantha, the witch and her mother, every once in a while they'd go sit on the clouds. Right. And I always wanted to do that. I wanted to sit on the clouds. So mm-hmm. so I'd basically be up there in my mind sitting on the clouds, having a great time. So that in and of itself is is hypnosis or at least a form of it. And uh, I was using it for stress reduction and for transforming difficult situations that I had no control over. And that's exactly, that's it. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what hypnosis does. And then also I quit smoking with hypnosis about 19 years ago, which was one quick session and I haven't wanted to smoke since. So that's, that amazes me to this day. And and I do this for a living. It still amazes me. Yeah, right. I I feel the same way that... Sometimes it just feels yeah. like miracles are occurring, even though you're you're the one that's doing it for a living and people are very thankful and you're like, really, I, it's not me. It's just a miracle. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, like really, like something moving through me. There's no yeah. better way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. So then from that point, you've had quite a journey, I imagine, because now you have your training programs, you have books, you have a whole focus on hypnofertility. Right, right. So how did you come to that uh, place in your training and your career where fertility became the focus well, for basically, you? Basically, I had a practice in Chicago and I ended up meeting my husband at the National Guild um, convention one year. And, and he was a hypnotherapist mm-hmm. also. And we ended up getting together. So I relocated to the Denver area. And as it turns out, Denver is a hub for infertility. There's a couple of the biggest clinics in the world here. Oh, yeah. I didn't so know as that. I started yeah. up my practice, uh, women started to come in and they either needed some help with, you know, if they were doing in vitro where they need to get a lot of shots and they had issues like needle phobias and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they would come in and then also a lot of women were being told you have a 0% chance of getting pregnant. And that was with um, reproductive assistance. 
So I started to work with them for various reasons, and I had all these babies showing up. All of a sudden, all of these naturally conceived babies showed up, even though there was this 0% mm. chance of conception. And I kept getting... So let me ask, so they would come in, and I'm imagining to work on grief, like they're telling me I can't have babies, I have 0% chance. And you begin to work with them, and then exactly. they begin to get pregnant. And part of it was, you know, I need, uh, okay. I need some help to maybe come to terms with not being able to have children or maybe I can adopt, but mm -hmm. I don't feel good about it. So can you help me with that? Or, you know, I just feel like there's a baby there. And that was key. Women would say, I feel like there's a baby there. And I always said, you know, I believe you. I believe in that intuition and let's work toward that. And sure enough, these babies were showing up. So it seems to be effective. That that was a phrase you begin to hear over and over. I feel like there's a baby there. Like I'm sure in different forms, but like some kind of intuition they had that there's a baby that's ahead yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Their lives. And and one thing about that is women that aren't wanting to get pregnant don't say that. Like they're not aware of that kind of thing, right? <laughs> That is true. They're like, oh my God, please right. let me get it, it's pregnant. It's just a non-issue. Right. And so it's kind of it's kind of neat when they come in and they say, well, I feel this baby. So it's not only that I want to get pregnant, but I feel this baby or I feel like I'm going to have a couple of kids. I've always seen that. And, and I believe in that. If you can imagine mm. it, then you can achieve it in most cases. And so I always supported that. Mm -hmm. So then did you begin to develop more of like a a way that you work with them, a method that you work with them? Like how did the hypnofertility like certification come about? Can you tell sure. us about um, that? Well, I had a bunch of training and, you know, I was trained with uh, or trained in hypnosis for childbirth. And I thought, well, I've got all these fertility clients coming in. I, I should get training. And I, I scoured the Internet and I scoured the bookstores and there wasn't anything. Right. Yeah, there's there nothing. was right. <laughs> there's not a whole lot. Like even today, there's right, not a right. whole lot. Right. So I, I couldn't find anything, hardly anything. And I found some uh, mind body stuff that I could tell was definitely part of hypnosis. And so I kind of looked into that. And there was an article or two that were out there. And so, you know, I'm a hypnotherapist. I use the tools that I have to work with these women for, you know, stress and other things. And eventually, it became a specialty and, and I knew that there was something to that. And rather than having to reinvent the wheel, I decided I was going to offer this as a training and people were just so receptive to it, especially since there was no training. And I see, I read on your website that you offer that training through the National Guild annual conference. Yeah, they have a, right? a continuing education summer conference every August. And so I offer the training there and occasionally I do one in Denver and I do private trainings for people who can't uh, come out or they're, they're, you know, like Australia, Hong Kong, that kind of thing. And that works out really great, too. Mm -hmm. So I have some awesome people out there. I've trained about a thousand roughly. And that's not a lot, though. When you think about the size wow. of the world, that's not a lot. But but it's getting there. My goal is to get hypnofertility to critical mass so that people know basically so they know they have mm -hmm. another option. Yes. Okay. So can you talk about that? And can you walk us through what it would be like for a listener who is listening and has been told like you can't have babies, but she still, I mean, she still has that statement inside of her. I feel like there's a baby there. 
she wants to get hypnosis herself, but she's just not quite sure what it would be like and what it would entail. Like, can you just give us an overview of what that would be like for somebody? Like, do they come in and you do an intake and it's four sessions and they're done? Or is it more like, you know, a couple of months? Like, what okay. is it like for them? So basically hypnosis is the most powerful stress reduction method there is. So right off the bat, we have that. I do an intake, I find out what's going on. And, you know, they're very good at telling you because they've been through it so many times with various practitioners and, you know, with the medical within the medical community. So I find out what's going on. It's different for everybody. You know, it's infertility per se, but it's different. Sometimes they have a lot of trauma in their background. Sometimes they'll come in and say, I have a subconscious block. I just know it. I'm not really sure what that means, but I know I have a subconscious block. Wow. Some of them have an intuitive sense that this isn't medical. It is a subconscious block. I just don't know what it is. Exactly. And some of them, what happens Mm. with when you deal with infertility, the, and I call it fertility, of course, from the hypnotic standpoint, uh, but they're dealing with infertility Mm. or what that's being, that's what's being told to them. So when, when that happens, the longer it goes on, the worse it gets. So we have this, um, reinforcement, this compounding of this issue, and it's a highly emotional issue. So a lot of times women, they go in to see a doctor and they think, I'm going to get this all clear, go ahead and get pregnant. And instead, they get some kind of diagnosis. Oh, well, you know, your your AMH levels are low, so you have old eggs, that kind of thing. And Or you're 35 years old, so you're high risk. And, and they don't expect that. So right away, we have that... Uh, that shock or that startle that that goes straight into the subconscious mind. So sometimes it's that that I need to remove. It's like a downward spiral because it's almost like things continue to work against them. So mm-hmm. um, and there's so much fear. There's so much of it in. It's just in the collective right now. It's in the media. It's 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 just huge. It's becoming an epidemic. And so it's like I'm dehypnotizing people because they're already programmed with these ideas that they're going to have a hard time getting pregnant. Oh, okay, gotcha. So that's part of it is that deprogramming. Sometimes it's addressing trauma that's been going on. Um, Sometimes it's looking at like, okay, let's get to that unconscious belief that you feel is blocking you. Like, let's see if we can uncover it. And is it a structured program like... Uh, four package, four session package, or is it more an exploration of when they come in and let's see what we're working on and let's do several sessions of hypnosis? Yeah, basically what we tell them at this point is we estimate about 12 sessions and that's just what I found over the past 18 years or so. Initially speaking, I would just give them sort of a ballpark of four to six sessions because I wasn't really sure. And then you know, I always kind of see what happened. And over the years, it, it seems like 12 is about the average, which gives me a chance to work through three ovulation cycles with them, especially if they're trying to conceive naturally. Mm. And, you know, it gives me some time mm-hmm. to help them do emotional work, especially if they have an embryo transfer coming up. Because what can happen is is super stress can cause these little micro contractions in the uterus so they can have an embryo placed in the uterus and then the uterus can ping it back out without anybody really realizing that. So helping them to get into a state of balance is is basically 
what I'm what my goal is. And so that gives me some time. Mm-hmm. I don't have a magic wand. I mean, hypnosis is considered rapid change therapy, definitely. And other modalities mm-hmm. are, are, you know, more frequent, more frequent or more ongoing. And hypnosis is, I mean, it's amazing. It is quite rapid change. But the problem is they keep going back out into the world and getting re-traumatized by someone announcing that they're pregnant or being invited to a baby shower or having babies born all around them or just seeing pregnant women or babies. And and so I'm helping them to develop a way to deal with that at the subconscious level and tools that enable them to, but like I like to say, get their lives back. I want you to get your life back and the baby is the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Can you expand some on how you work with that? Because that is definitely an issue that, that comes up in my practice as well, whether it's someone who's had multiple miscarriages or they're trying to get pregnant and it becomes this trauma process and grief process of like, I just can't go to one more baby shower, right? Like I just can't do it. Or I can't even go to my play group anymore. Sometimes they already have a child and they're struggling to get pregnant with a second one or a third one. Um, how do you work with that? And that's an interesting thing too, that you mentioned about play groups. Um, because that is a rough, a rough place for some women. They're like, I'm there with my little one and everyone else is having their second or their third and I can't get pregnant again. And and so that's really hard on them. And interestingly, the, Mm -hmm. the fertility world is kind of competitive where, um, it totally is. And just to, I mean, to get a little more personal here, I had that experience. So I had one child almost by accident, like, you know, not really planned, but not really unplanned one of those situations, and then had secondary infertility, quote unquote, and and um, three miscarriages, and then decided I was done. I sold everything, sold all my diapers, like everything went out of the house that was baby related. And then had some acupuncture and um, some medical tests and and managed to have a second child who's like my miracle baby. But I feel like that time at playgroup was really difficult for me. There was a time when I had to stop going, even though I loved my playgroup. You know, I loved my friends. And so, yeah, it's very difficult and it does get competitive and sometimes and... It's a it's a real sadness when a mom doesn't feel like she's she can yeah do exactly it. well and even within the support groups for infertility it's competitive like oh well you already have a child so you know you should be grateful for that or mm-hmm. well I've been trying for twelve years and you've only been trying for six or you know well you're thirty four and I'm thirty five or you know I'm forty five and you're forty four yeah, and a half I mean right. it gets down it gets down to that and. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, and they does. can really yeah. actually cause um, some, you know, negative reinforcement to each other, even some guilt tripping, um, because it's, it's such mm-hmm. a, I consider it to be catastrophic. I mean, it's such a highly emotionally charged issue that people, like I've said before, they, they just kind of spiral downward and it's really hard for them to even keep any kind of, of balance, any kind of semblance of a so-called normal life. So part of what I'm doing is, well, it knocks the self-confidence, right? Knocks it down. So part of what I'm doing right Mm -hmm. off the bat is helping them to 
you know, some ego strengthening, some self-confidence assistance and some relaxation. Now, I'm sure you know, because you've been through it, that um, people will say, oh, just relax, just relax. You know, just go on a vacation, mm-hmm. just drink yes. a glass of wine, you know. <laughs> well, why don't you just adopt, right? And it, it's yes. like, oh, gee, why didn't I think of that? You know, wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. They'll tell you the story of, and this wasn't even a story, I actually knew someone who's for years tried to get pregnant, finally just gave up and said, we're not doing this. You know, like this is done. I want my life back. Essentially took a, a trip over to Europe for a couple of months, I think it was, came back, got pregnant, had two kids, yeah. you know, <laughs> so it's, it's all, it's not even like you, I think women often even search out these miracle stories. So it's not even you're getting the information from people like, oh, you should do this, or I have a friend who did this, or I did this. And and then they search it out themselves almost sometimes compulsively. Like if I could just do this, everything will yeah, be okay. There's definitely an obsession that ends up going on. And I do collect stories like the one that you just told just for hope purposes, but there needs to be um, a mm-hmm. certain timing, you know, when those are useful. And then sometimes those reinforce you know negativity or depression or hopelessness why wasn't that me yes right like I took the vacation why why didn't I get pregnant then right exactly and one of the things is you have to get out of your own way and that's hard to do so by the time you hear just relax for the 30th or the 100th time it actually causes you to cringe it it's telling it (laughs) Right? It's, it totally it's does. Insomniac. Yes. We'll just go to sleep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just go to sleep. Okay. Yeah. Then I won't have, uh-huh. ins- you know, insomnia. Well, it, it's just, it's like yes. that. Well, hypnosis helps with relaxation, but you don't have to be relaxed to be hypnotized. So it kind of helps to get in the back door. So a lot of my clients have done meditation because that's supposed to be good. They're aware of stress and they want some kind of stress reduction, but they can't quiet their minds. And Mm -hmm. so they get real frustrated and that just spirals. It reinforces. So with hypnosis, it's great because I tell them you can't do anything wrong. You know, you're going to sit there, close your eyes and breathe. That's it. Your mind can chatter away. You can think about dinner or whatever you're going to do next week or going on vacation. Your conscious mind can say, hey, I wonder if this is working. I wonder if I'm doing this right. I wonder if this is going to do me any good. That's fine that's fine. You can't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. And your mind can chatter away because I want to work with your subconscious and hypnosis is designed to access your subconscious mind and your conscious mind doesn't have to do anything here. It's the doer. It wants to do things. Most of my clients are are self-proclaimed type A personalities or achievers, perfectionists, Uh right? (laughs) And so they do things. If they want to do something, they do it. They want to get into that college they get in. They want to get that job. They get it. They want to get a PhD and work Mm -hmm. full time. They do it. They're doers. And you can't do a baby. You can't. You can't do a baby. So I'm helping them to balance that and even redirect those doing abilities into things that they can do. And then to help with a balance of receptivity. So the baby can, the baby kind of shows up. The baby is invited the baby is welcomed and then the baby can't be pressured Mm, beautiful so what I'm hearing is I don't know if you would frame it this way but it's a question for you it's almost it sounds almost like a spiritual component to it like let's make this receiving place for the baby versus very I think very 
Western world, competitive, go get them kind of. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, initially, when I first started, I was applying the science of hypnosis, you know, I think of it as an art and science, but it it evolved over the Mm -hmm. years. And I realized that there was this spiritual component, even more so, and I call it the God concept, and you can call it the divine or whatever, but it's the unknown. It's the piece that we can't touch. It's the piece that we can't control. IVF IVF should be like 99% successful, right? They, They take over the woman's system. They can make sure the lining is perfect. They test, you know, the eggs. They test the embryos. They know what's what. They put that embryo into the uterus and still women don't get pregnant. So what is this piece that's missing? And that's really where hypnosis comes in. I call it the missing link or it helps to connect everything together. Oh, wow. I had never thought about that. But you're right. The IVF science is so mm-hmm. researched. Why Why isn't it 100% successful? Really? Right. It's so systematized even. So you're saying, yeah, there's still this missing piece that's a spiritual piece to it that is a welcoming of a baby and so, something that we really don't control. You know, when you were talking, it reminds me even of, um, shoot, I don't remember the name of the book. Well, it was this research study where the researcher went out and decided to to say, like, why do people even have children? Like, they're so hard <laughs> to raise, right? Like, they're so... Like, what is it that compels people besides biology to have the children and say that it's one of the most beautiful experiences of their life? Like, what compels that? Because when you actually look at the nitty gritty, it is a lot of work. Uh, it's a lot of backbreaking, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And at the conclusion of this study, and I think she went on to write a book about it, was this transformative spiritual component of love, really, of welcoming a child and, and feeling like you're there to help this child grow up and be a part of this planet. And it wasn't anything that parents could name per se. You know, you can talk about it, but they can't name. It sounds similar. Like the, this is preparing your body, your mind, your spirit for welcoming a baby into your life and into your yeah, family. exactly. And sometimes this can cause a spiritual crisis for people, and they feel that God hates them or they're being punished. But God was a big part of their life. And again, I'm I'm talking, you know, across the board. Any any religion you like, any spirituality you like. Oftentimes, it is something like Catholicism that because they're just so connected to God in that way that they miss God, that they're mad at God. And then the Catholic mm-hmm. Church doesn't support IVF. So then they're, they've got this issue where, okay, do I do IVF against the church or, or not? Or do I stick to being natural? And a lot of women think, well, God wouldn't have allowed us to have IVF if he didn't want us to use it. So part of my hypnosis in those cases is, look, we have to pick, you You have to pick what you want, and then we'll hypnotize you to be in harmony with that. So if you want to do IVF, you're in harmony with it. Mm. And if you want to not do it and, you know, let it happen naturally or just go with the flow naturally, then we want you in harmony with that too. Because if you're in this inner conflict with it, then that adds to all of the stress, the turmoil, 
the issues with the self-confidence, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense, right? Yeah, it really does make sense. Of like, Let's be in harmony with whichever right. path you choose. Like, Let's not put additional stress on if it's this one or if it's that one and right. maybe you're fighting it. Like, no, let's, let's go for it. Let's go for it with a really full heart and mind and, and all the positive yeah, things that can happen. You have to put happen. your energy into it. Infertility just knocks the daylights out of intuition. So they start to kind of lose, mm-hmm. lose that uh, being able to be in touch with intuition. I always say that fear masquerades as intuition. So when we become afraid, then fear is taking over and it's saying, I'm your intuition. So do this, don't do this, grab this, don't do that, go on here. And and then they end up with all of these conflicting directions and they don't know what to do. So hypnosis helps Mm. them to get back into that balance within themselves at homeostasis so they can hear their intuition. And once you are able to get quiet, which is kind of the idea with meditation, right? Once you're able to get quiet, you mm-hmm. you kind of know, you, oh man, I need to go to that clinic or I need to do this or I need to not do that or I need to change this up. And they are able to do that, even if it's letting go. You know, my big thing is balance of intention and surrender. Surrender not meaning giving up, but surrender meaning letting go. Like, you know, in the Buddhist tradition, Buddha's really got this down, you know, just you know, mm-hmm. just walk <laughs> yes. your path, let this, right. you know, let things happen. It's kind of like, you know, what you did, you, you let go of everything, you got rid of everything, and then your child came along. But you can't force that, right? You, and you can't fake it. <laughs> you can't. Oh, yeah. No, you cannot fake it. And you cannot force it. Absolutely. So right. you have to. Yeah, yeah you have it to. has to be genuine. It's real when that letting go. Exactly. And comes. the hypnosis helps yeah. that. And they don't have to sell everything or they don't have to totally give up, but they're able to let go. So that's why I call it balance of intention. So you put your intention out there. I want to have a baby. I'm going to do the things that I can do to have this baby. And then I'm going to allow this baby to come. And I always tell my clients, you're creating your baby and your baby's creating you. So it's not all about, oh, right? It's not all oh about. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is lovely. Yeah, we need to like put that on a refrigerator <laughs> magnet or, you know, like truly lovely and so yeah, true. Absolutely. Yes. So, so let me ask you, are the partners in the sessions with the women? Is, is it split? Like, how does that work from just like a practical? So mostly basis? I work with the women. I can help men. 25% of infertility is unexplained infertility. I think it's about 30 to 40% of males that, that where there's male factor infertility, but the women tend to be, I think, more um, proactive as far as finding things to get assistance. And so a lot of times the women that I work with, there isn't male factor. Sometimes the husbands or the partners will come in, but a lot of times they get kicked out by, <laughs> by their wives because they talk too much, right? <laughs> which sounds like an odd thing to say about men but women with this issue is you'll you'll know this people don't listen right nobody listens if you go into the doctor you're lucky if you Mm -hmm. see the doctor and then if you do you maybe get five minutes or so and most of that is the doctor giving you information right so And the acupuncturist, uh, acupuncture is wonderful, but a lot of times they don't get much time to talk to the acupuncturist. 
friends don't get it. A lot of times mothers don't get it. They lose friends. You lose friends, right? Because Mm -hmm. people don't understand it or they get upset because you can't come to their child's birthday party or or something like that. Right. Or they get superstitious themselves. Like, I'm not going to talk about this because it's going to affect me. So (laughs) number one, I listen, Mm -hmm. right? You get to come in and you get to unload on me. And that's okay. I want that. Mm -hmm. Um, I always use the, there's a Zen proverb, and I don't say it so eloquently, but basically you can't overfill your teacup. If your teacup is full, you have to empty it before you can refill it. So trying to put all of these positive thoughts or affirmations or other things on top of a full stress load doesn't really help. So what I'm helping with is let's let go of a bunch of this stuff and then we're going to reframe it and and basically put it back in, but in a more positive way, a more helpful way. And so usually what will happen is, you know, I'll say something like, you know, we'll get into my, my first session's two hours long. It just has to be get into my office. I'll say, Mm -hmm. so what's happening or how'd you end up here? And they'll take one deep breath and talk for at least an hour. And they need that. And that's part of the work that I do. And I need to hear what's going on. But now I'm not just listening to it. I'm also working with it. So we're transforming that as opposed to just rehashing it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. From being a therapist myself, that makes sense. Like whenever a client steps into my office, particularly for hypnosis, but for anything, it's you're listening to the story and at the same time, creating the hypnosis that's going to happen around the key things that are bothering them or need to be addressed or, or any of that. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's interesting because I can see the, see it forming or sort of in my mind, I can feel it forming as they're talking and what's going on and what the issue is. Now I'm not attached to that. I don't have an agenda, but I'm Mm -hmm. listening and and I guess because I've been doing it so long too, it sort of unfolds right in that session. And then we decide what direction we need to go. So there's so much that, you know, nobody comes to see me that doesn't have some kind of traumatic background of some sort. It may not be abuse, but it may be other things. It's interesting, though, how many mother Mm. issues I come across. Sometimes that's Mm. mother being negative or abusive or not present. And every once in a while, it's mother being so wonderful that I think now I can't be as good of a mother as my mother. So subconscious mind being Mm -hmm. protective, you know, it's interesting because it's non-thinking, right? The subconscious mind is protective, but it's non-thinking. So it's kind of like, okay, well, if we can't be as good of a mom as mom, then we just won't get pregnant. And that'll be, that'll be that instead of, instead of, Hey, maybe <laughs> right. I can work yes. through this or, Hey, maybe, maybe there's another way or, Hey, maybe I can just break that. Yes. Or maybe I'm going to be just as great as mom because I had such a great right, example. Right, exactly. And I find a lot of mm-hmm. times it's oldest girls, you know, that's the girls that are the oldest in the family. It's mm-hmm. just, and that's just kind of something I've observed over the years from a Jungian psychology perspective, the mother, if she hasn't done her own work, when she gives birth to her child, all of that is kind of unloaded on that child, especially if it's a girl. So I do notice some of that, or my clients have had to raise their children, you know, the mother's children, 
or there's just been just been all sorts of things that are mother related even if the mother has died you know there's something to that mm-hmm. so it's it's uh it's kind of interesting that we can work with that fascinating so it's all different kinds of stuff that happens and is going on and it's really individual to the client it sounds like come in and let's yeah, see definitely definitely so the intake is really important and to find out what's going on and then hypnosis complements anything and everything so it's never contraindicated you can work with um mm-hmm. you know the medical field you can work with other types of complementary modalities acupuncture or mm-hmm. or yoga chiropractic any of that kind of thing like i say it's the missing link it seems to tie it all together. And actually, I think it helps people to get even more benefit out of whatever else they might be doing. Oh, I agree. Yes, does do that. So we're coming to the end of our time here. But can you tell listeners how to get a hold of you what your website is, what your books are so that they know how to find you if they're interested in getting some training to do the hypno fertility certification, or if they're a listener who wants to find a practitioner. Okay, yep. Well, I have a website that's www.hypnofertility.com. That's got information about training on it. You can contact the office, which is 303-424-2331, and talk to my assistant. If you want to do the training, again, just, just shoot us an email, office at hypnodenver.com. You know, we're happy to give you any further information, you know, whatever it is that you need or want to know, answer any questions. There is a page on the HypnoFertility website that lists practitioners in various parts of the world. And you can also contact us for a referral. I work with people by Skype and by phone. So I, I have a global clientele myself. Yes, I see that. You're very <laughs> yes. busy, actually. <laughs> like Very busy, it seems like, in your private practice and... Your interviews and training, like your, yeah. And the dogs. And the dogs. Yes, definitely, care I'm a dog person <laughs> for sure. I have written two yes. books, so It's Conceivable, which is just to let people know that hypnosis is is an option to help with fertility. I'm doing a second edition mm-hmm. of that one right now because I just completed a research project or a research study, and I want to include the results, which are pretty interesting. Yeah, wow, and then uh, I thought it's conceivable seems like a good place to put it, but I'm also having it published in the Journal of Hypnotism or Hypnogram or one of the NGH publications and and in some other areas. And then mm-hmm. the, the second one is the Three Keys to Conception, Pregnancy Against All Odds, and that's more of the evolution of the work and really embraces or, or includes, addresses more of the spiritual component And now I'm writing a third book, and I didn't really want to do that, but the third book showed up and said, you have to to write me. And I said, okay, I have nothing else to do. Let me just write you. Uh And that's taking things even beyond where 2013, which is when I released The Three Keys. Hmm. So the new book, what's the focus of the new book? Well, the new book addresses why some of these pregnancies are occurring later in life. I get, I have a lot of clients that are in their forties and Uh there's a spiritual reason for that. It addresses the fertility journey that is 
it's like answering your calling. It's like an initiation that enables women to receive these incredibly, how can I say it, incredibly spiritual babies, like babies that have a purpose that is sort of beyond the average person, if that makes any sense. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of the indigo children or the crystals, rainbows. Uh-huh. Well, well, yes, of course. These guys, it's like the ones that I've been working with, they're even different than those ones. They're taking it to the next level. And they seem to like women to be mm-hmm. in their 40s and even in their 50s. You know, they need some kind of a particular receptivity. It's almost like they have a contract, if you will. This kind of gets off the whole hypnofertility thing, Mm -hmm. but it's a matter of helping them to bring those through. And that's why there is this journey, this horrible experience that, you know, this brutal trip, so to speak, but it's preparing them. And so the Mm -hmm. hypnosis is really helping them to clear that and then to receive their babies and to be ready for this, you know, this upcoming purpose. And and that, that's probably a whole whole other interview. Oh, fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it, right? (laughs) But you're really talking about supporting the spiritual purpose of the baby, and they have to be in in the right place in their own life to be able to do that. Exactly, exactly. And you know, we just need some change in this world. And this is part of it. This is a big deal. And I, I just love to help women have babies. The best thing I ever did was my two kids. No matter what I have accomplished, nothing, nothing comes close. And, you know, you know how that is. And, mm-hmm. and I just, right. it's part of my passion. It's, yes. it's definitely mm-hmm. a big piece of my heart is to help women to receive their babies, to bring their babies through and to be able to experience that. And I know that they, they feel it, they know it, and I want to help them to complete it. Yes, lovely. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I will put all that information in the show notes as well. So listeners can look in the show notes if they like. Well, Elizabeth, yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's just been such a pleasure. What an incredible interview with Lindsay Eastburn. Like, I just loved it. I always like these interviews. You know, I say that like almost every after everyone. But seriously, I found it fascinating that her real goal is to create harmony, to create space for this baby to arrive. Like, what a beautiful spiritual image. That's what I got from it. I mean, maybe some of you are more on like the, the science side or like that's hokey pokey, right? But... To me, it's not. And for those of you who are more on the spiritual side, like what a beautiful way to use hypnosis to help mamas, to help babies come through mamas, like the mama they want, right? To help babies arrive on this planet. Like I just thought it was a really beautiful purpose in life. You know, moms struggle with this so much. I shared a little bit about my own struggle with quote unquote infertility, right? Through... I call it delayed fertility now, or secondary infertility is really the medical term. It's so painful when it's going on and it feels overwhelming and it is something you think about all day long, every day. So I really like that piece too about using hypnosis to help a mom not just prepare the space, prepare her heart, prepare 
the uterus, prepare her body for this baby, but also to get more balance in her life, to continue in her life, to continue living this feeling of this holistic concept of my life. And this is a piece of it. It's not the whole thing. So I thought that was just lovely. All right, people, that's it for this week. Be sure to check out the show notes if you're interested in finding a practitioner in your area who does hypnosis for fertility, or if you want to read one of her books. Peace, people. If you like this episode, do me a favor and rate, review, and subscribe on whatever player you like, or even better, tell a friend so that more and more people learn about hypnosis and how it can be helpful for them. If you want to know more about me, head over to drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z, hypnosis.com. You can see the downloads and see if there's one that's helpful for your life. Or you could also join the newsletter and get a couple of free files as well as lots of good content. I've written a newsletter for well over 10 years. Go ahead and subscribe and join the rest of the world. All right, people, have a wonderful week.